Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson. And before we get into this week's topic, I really want to highlight our YouTube channel. Um, if you don't know where to find us, just search it when you go to the search bar and say Elizabeth with an S Dawson and it'll bring us up. That way you can start to watch our videos anytime you want. We have so many different types, but the podcast specifically there. So make sure you check like and subscribe and we'll love to have you watch our future shows. So with that said, we're going to go into our topic and we'll be right back. Well, now we're going to talk about this esteemed topic of conquering challenges in retirement for women. Well, why do we have more challenges than men? Not so sure that everyone's aware of this, but you know, when it comes to retirement, some women actually have a more difficult time saving enough because they might have actually had to check out a little bit to have children, care for children, care for even older family members. Um, if you are in that sandwich generation, which I know I am, those are things that sometimes take us away from the workforce. So that limits our amount of money to be able to put into retirement. Now, some of the cases here too are a lot of the reasons that happen is sometimes men will actually make more than women. And we want to be aware of these situations because now if we're already with the conquering challenges of not having enough time to put money away, we need to start increasing our ability to save. So what does this look like? You know, depending on your age, you know, the maximum amount that you could put into your 401k or if you're over 50, the match and get up to a higher amount. We need to look at these things and see what we're being matched for by our employer. If we don't have a match, are we doing everything in the best place possible? Sometimes I have conversations with people and they don't even realize that they can save money in different vehicles. They might have the ability, if their income is a certain amount or lower, or even if they're married, that they can put money into a Roth IRA. Why would that be a benefit? Well, that's because the money is after-tax dollars going into a Roth IRA. When we go basically in the future, when we start to pull monies out of the Roth IRA, it becomes tax-free. Well, that's a beautiful journey that we can go on. Sometimes I have my single ladies and they're thinking about, well, gosh, I want to buy a home. I want to do things. I want to, I want to save for the future. I want to have that beautiful trip to acquire. Well, how important is your future to you? And what are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want? It's a big sacrifice each and every day. So remember, you should be the one that's getting paid first. And secondly, you should be looking at what does your future projection look like? What we do for our clients when they become a client is we create what's called an income for life report. What is an income for life report? It means that when I actually see myself in the future, based on what I know I have to have right now as income today to live today, I wanna see what I need to have or what I will have when I get there in the future. Do I want to retire at 50, 55, 60, 62, 67, 70? Uh, what, what does my future look like? Uh, we have a lot of ambition out there that we want to be able to conquer the world. We think that we have to wait for Social Security to full age of 67. Maybe you're 66 and a half. But sometimes people will just trigger the Social Security button at 65 when it's time to pick up their Medicare. Well, that's one component of your income planning for the future, your retirement income planning for the future. So. What are you doing right now to take action to make sure you're being in charge of what you want to have for the future? I saw something on the news today that we're gonna have higher inflation. So that means that we have to save that much more to conquer inflation. What are we doing to protect ourselves, our families, and everything else? Now, if you're involved with taking care of family members, whether they're children or grown children, and sometimes they're always still there, even when they're in their 20s or even 30s, that they need your support, 
what are you doing to protect and take care of yourself? Because maybe mom and dad aren't doing that for you. Uh, the other factor is if you do have older parents that you need to care for, what is that doing or having an impact on your ability to save for yourself? Uh, you might not know this, but there are programs out there that can actually help compensate you for having to take care of an older parent. Uh, you might want to look through ARP or Medicaid or there's something out there that a lot of people have never heard of and it's called IHSS and it's in-home health services and it's something that actually can help you know, contribute some type of pay to you to take care of maybe someone that's older or even a special needs child today. So I hope this is helpful. I would love to talk to you more intimately about your situation. Love to offer you the opportunity to do an income for life report to see what your future looks like and if you're ready or what else you need to do to help find the money to save even more. So with that, we're gonna stop for this moment and we'll come back, we'll have a couple of questions to end our podcast. We also look forward to um, having you uh, you know, reach out to us with any questions that you may have, but stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, ladies, I know a lot of you have so many questions, and I'm going to encourage you to listen to our show that we have that's called Females in Finance. They're small little mini videos, but I think that they're really helpful. You can go to waystoloveyourmoney.com, and you can actually peruse through there and look at all the different podcasts and mini videos that we have, but I encourage you, ladies, seek out get some information, make the best decisions possible for yourself, and be strong in everything that you do. Now, we do have a question from, um, from our audience, and I'm going to have uh, Rachel in the background speak it to me so that I know exactly what that question is, and I'll try to talk on it as best as I can. What should I do before signing for a loan on a car and purchasing it? Oh boy, this was a big topic this last week. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going through a, a money certification program and it's basically money coaching. And this was a topic that came up in, um, in our money coaching class. It was very interesting because there was a woman that her and her husband just purchased a brand new Toyota car and a 2020 version, I'm not sure exactly what, but they went and bought an extended warranty because they were so concerned about car expenses in the event that their Toyota actually you know, had major damage. Uh, it was $9,000 for this extended warranty for five years. Normally, they have a warranty for three years. Uh, it was very interesting to this group in this class, and they said, oh my gosh, that's definitely not something you should have done, but every person in their relationship with money is so different. They were just concerned that, gosh, would I have to come out of pocket extenuously, um, you know, if I had a major, major car cost. Well, that equated into about $150 more per month in a car payment just for that $9,000 addition. Now, if you save that $150 per month, every month, for the next five years, would you have enough money there to take care of any major problems? And it was interesting, someone also in the class actually Googled what the average you know, maintenance for a Toyota vehicle per year is, and it was about $496. So. If we were going to have to have $9,000 for extended warranty coverage, how much would we really ever use in the next five years until that warranty expired? So I know that this is a long explanation to the question of what should I do when I'm going to sign my loan documents. You want to look at every little item on that final bill of sale. Did they put an additional cost in there for something that you didn't want? Did they overcharge you for something that was egregious that you shouldn't have paid for? 
are they creating the right interest rate on that mortgage that you, well, not mortgage, but car loan that you're purchasing that sometimes feels like a mortgage. Sometimes those payments can be as big as the mortgage. But are you putting extra things into this loan? Because believe it or not, car companies are very famous for this, that they are trying to create their profit and they'll put every little piece of fee in there that actually creates a higher profit center for them. So if you're not confident about making your first car purchase or second car purchase or fifth car purchase, now is probably the time to seek out some financial advice and start to negotiate the process before you go forward. Uh, just like uh, myself, uh, this lady that's conducting this class that I'm in, she's like, gosh, everybody calls me to negotiate whenever they wanna buy a car. Believe me, a lot of people call me when they wanna buy a car too because we will negotiate the heck out of it. We'll look at the paperwork before anything gets signed, but make sure you understand every aspect of what that loan document looks like because once you sign it, you're on the hook and there's no looking back. All right, well, I hope that this has been helpful for you. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And again, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel as well as uh, you know, like us when you see us on Facebook or, or even Instagram for that matter. And if you have questions, please send them into questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We'd love to answer your question here on the show. All right, take care. We'll be back next week with another show. Bye. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.